Hello, everyone, and welcome to Go Mode, a link to the past randomizer podcast. This is Tim. I'm Dante. And I'm Hershey Nershey. Uh, so, Dante, I wanted to say another congratulations to you on another successful spoiler log episode. Just got finished earlier today listening to your interview with Ack, and I literally laughed out loud several times. <laughs> he's, he's a hilarious dude, and, and you did a great job talking to him. Yeah, well, thanks. He is definitely quite the character, also a great storyteller. Um, I think all the success of that particular episode was due to him. Uh, <laughs> he did a, he was great. Yeah, he's great, yeah. It was a great episode, and Ack is a great guest. Yeah, it was great. I, I was really just like tickled by how open he was. Like he shared all those. He was like, oh, wait, I actually have another embarrassing moment to share. Like one <laughs> after the other. And like I, I I so clearly understood what he was saying of like, yes, this is embarrassing, but it's also been a long time and we all do these things. And it was just like really refreshing to hear someone who I kind of look up to as a runner admit to doing those sorts of things. And like, I've done so many cringeworthy things, especially, I mean, I still continue to, but especially at the beginning of my career, it was nice to hear someone be like, nah, no, we, we all do things we regret from time to time, you know? Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, maybe even in the s- rando world still to this day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So anyway, yeah, I just wanted to shout, shout you out there. And uh, speaking of interviewing guests, we're actually doing things a little bit different this time. We have a guest on waiting in the wings to talk to us a little bit in this episode. You've probably already seen the episode title and or description. So you have a little bit of idea of what we're going to talk about here. But let me start by introducing our guest today. I am Michael Rose. Welcome, Michael. Hey, how's it going? Going great. Thank you so much for being on the show. So Michael reached out to us a little while ago um, with a pitch for, uh, you know, why he wanted to come on and speak with us. We talked as hosts and said, you know what, that sounds pretty dang interesting. So we're going to talk to Michael Rose about uh, the, the thing that he's come here to talk about. But before we do that, as has kind of become a tradition with all randomizer podcast, which seems crazy to say, but it's true. Whenever we interview somebody, we have to ask them first, how did you get into this world of ALTTPR or just like speed running in general? So like many people, I grew up with uh, the NES and played all the early games. And of course I played Link to the Past as a child. Um, I did not play the later Zeldas until much later in my life, but I have very much fondness for Link to the Past and Link's Awakening. Um, I believe I actually just randomly searched a Link to the Past in Twitch one time and found somebody playing randomizer. A purist. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So, uh, that was actually back when you actually had to download like a little executable Mm. and all that stuff. It was, it was the early days. It was the early days. And then I actually, uh, for my bachelor party, we played a bunch of like old school land games. Like we played the original Starcraft on LAN. And one of the games I got us to play was Randomizer because it was around that time. So that's kind of how I got into it. And uh, a couple years later, I like looked at back at randomizer and I was like, Oh my God, everything's changed. I have to, I have to experience everything. So, yeah. So, so you were in there super early and then if I heard you correctly, maybe you took a little bit of time away from it and kind of recently got back in. Well, I got back in maybe like three years ago, like in 2020. Sure. So, 
but there like there was kind of so like late 2010s there was a break, yeah. yeah a little bit of break yeah i mean still getting back into it you got back into it earlier than a lot of people who are around today got into it so that's that's still definitely some some seniority there um, so most recently, uh, you had an opportunity to put a panel together and present at MAGFest. Uh, this was shared in our Discord channel not too long ago. Got a chance to watch it. Uh, it it's called The Rise of the Randomizer. It's about a 25-minute presentation. We'll put a link to that in the description of this episode. I was wondering how that opportunity came about. How did you get the chance to, to make a presentation like that? Um, I just applied to have a panel. Actually, <laughs> they they just openly let people apply. Um, I knew I had lots to talk about with randomizers, so that was the the fun part. Uh, yeah, if you just like go on YouTube and search "Rise of the Randomizer," you should be able to find it. Um, but yeah, that was it. Was a great presentation. They uh, was that like a good time? So like, lots of people were in the room. Everybody <laughs> laughed at my jokes. That's, you know, that's, that's, that's success at, at the end of the day, no matter what. <laughs> um, so like I said, yeah, we'll have a link in the description. Uh, when I watched it, it kind of felt like the overall approach was to educate people about randomized games. Was that kind of your goal going in? Part of my goal going in was actually more to get people to stop thinking about randomizers as a novelty and more as like a new genre. That was actually probably my main agenda with that talk. <laughs> And so what kind of prep work did you put in to be able to make that presentation happen? Um, there's, you did two podcasts. We did one with uh, Desi Rect and with the, uh, one of the early devs of Zooter as well. So uh, those were actually very helpful. I also oh, yeah. used a lot of Discord because Discord will have people like explaining what happened and mm. things like that. So that was an invaluable resource. You could actually search a lot of things through Discord. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah. Discord, it's it's insane how much information Discord has that isn't anywhere else. And it, it makes me want to tear my hair out. <laughs> <laughs> but if you're willing to roll up your sleeves and get in there, yeah, you, there's there's no end to what you can find. You know, private conversations between two people as they're conspiring to build something that becomes huge. Just as a small example, like it's it's all in Discord, you know, laid bare. So, yeah, yeah. It's good stuff. So uh, one of the last things you touch on in that presentation, you talk about the future of randomizer, which is something that's come up on this podcast quite a bit. And you sort of use that as a transition into talking about uh, the thing that you originally you know, pitched to us to come talk on this podcast about, which is creating a brand new game from the ground up, an indie game that is made with randomizer by design. So I understand the name of the production company is Simek Entertainment, uh, and you serve as the creative director for that uh, for that uh, company. So why don't you tell us a little bit about Simek Entertainment, how you got involved with them, and um, kind of what what they do today? So Simek Entertainment was made about, I think, nine years ago. The, uh, uh, the founders were from the Savannah College of Art and Design. Uh, I am not from there. I came on later as a composer. So they were primarily uh, an animation studio uh, up until this crazy project. But um, what they, they've had a few animation cartoons pitches throughout. And they, they've had a, some bad luck. I mean, they... Uh, 
I think they had a contract with Mattel that kind of fell through due to like market shifting. And so it got put on hiatus before they could make a pilot. And then of course the pandemic hit. So they had, you know, they had a string backlog and then they were already looking at possible game ideas. And that was when I was like, I have a pitch. I have a pitch for a randomizer by design. And I gave them basically a big pitch about what we can do. And they jumped in and it was a lot of fun. Mm. Uh, Simic Entertainment, is this like kind of a, a like a one man thing that has grown a little bit to include some extra staff members? Is this like a small business? What What's the size of this company? Uh, Simic has about 20 members, active members right now, and about a dozen of them are working on Zudia. The, the randomizer by design is called Zudia. And uh, about, yeah, there's about a dozen working on it in some capacity. Okay. Are there any past projects that Simic has worked on that people might recognize, or, or, or are you too, like, indie for that? Um, yeah, I mean, as I said, the thing got uh, canceled before they released it. There is... Uh, a webcomic they made called Monster Mall, which is actually quite funny. If you check out on Webtoons, you can find it. Find it there. Okay, it's it's a fu- it's a fun little uh, cartoon comic. Fun. Okay, we'll put a link to that in the description. So this Zudia game would be the studio's first game, then. Yes. Okay. All right. So um, we have, like I mentioned, we've talked about the future of Randomizer and specifically what it would look like to make a game based on randomizer. So this Zudia that you're making, I guess my first question is like, what are going to be, or what, what are you aiming to have be the similarities to ALT TPR? Well, uh, when I was looking at the game, I specifically looked at looked to the past randomizer, cause that's my jam. And I was looking at, you know, the things I really want to keep and the things that like, if I changed, I don't think people would mind too much. <laughs> yeah. So, like, one, um, you know, for instance, one thing that Zudia has is a light world, dark world mechanic. It has dual worlds, and that's not only fun from a you know uh, just gameplay of dual worlds is always fun, but it's also like a really good way to do the randomization. I think to have that kind of separation. Uh, I also keep the asymmetry of the worlds. You know. Um, it's, you know, like a link between worlds, like you go through the crevice to go to low rule and then you come out to go to high rule. It's like the same to go back and forth. But in Link to the Past, of course, it's like you go into a portal, but you have to mirror back. And that asymmetry, I think, is also like really good for the logic and just in general for randomization. Yeah. I mean, when you have the opportunity to have kind of like dueling worlds, you know, even even if they don't line up exactly but you have the opportunity to add some potential logic in that's like definitely a good way to go about it i think and just in general i can't think of a game where there's a reveal that it's like oh there's another version of this entire map and not gotten like super excited about that you know no yeah it's it's always world is always good yeah it's always like oh my god my mind is blown there's so much stuff i can do and oh how's this different than it is in that world and you know yeah that's just super fun so with a uh, randomizer by design, um, I think actually most people I think in the community have a sort of instinct of what that means just because I've heard so much in the community from like people that a link to the past is almost like designed to be randomized. Mm-hmm. 
And what I think whenever I hear this is, but what if it actually was, guys? But what if it actually was? Um, I mean, and I can give you probably, argue that it was, and then they just kind of you know threw it in as it was because there was no way to you know regenerate it after the fact. You know, back in what the nineties. <laughs> Mm-hmm. If it was, that's a freaking called shot right there. I mean, that to, for that idea to just sit dormant for like 25 years until somebody revives it, not even related to Nintendo, yeah, that would be that would be insane. But yeah, I'm uh, I'm curious. I think you were just about to go into this, but could you maybe for, you know, my old man brain explain a little more in detail what you mean by randomizer by design? So I can give you, I'm going to give you two big examples, right? So with the Kickstarter, we're going to also release a prototype. It's going to be like a proof of concept of the idea. And it's going to be a singular dungeon. There'll be keys, big keys, there'll be a boss, some enemies, a couple puzzles. And when you're going through it, you're going to need to get the dungeon item to get through. I'm going to tell you right now, the dungeon item is a hen that shoots eggs. Let's go. Okay. So... When you randomize it, the randomization is part of the part of the prototype, you'll be able to hit a toggle that says alternate items. And this will replace the hen with two other items, the goose and the hover boots. Now, the hover boots lets you like dash along a gap. And uh, the goose is hilarious enough that I don't want to give it away. But you can use all three of those items to get through the dungeon, basically. And it's a good example of just like the concept is you build a dungeon, you build the items so that you get these kinds of things where maybe you don't need just that item. Maybe you could use a combination of items. And that doesn't mean that the items necessarily work the same. It's just that you're designing the dungeon. That mm-hmm. way. Mm. All right. I, I think I have like a clearer picture of what you mean now with randomizer by design. So, so I did have a second. Sure. Yeah, go ahead. Absolutely. So, if you guys have played Zooter, you know that you can mix in the Master Quest dungeons into the vanilla dungeons, right? right? So I wanted to take this idea a step further. I wanted it to have every dungeon would be a, have a vanilla dungeon and two alternate dungeons. So, so you would have basically three variations of each dungeon. And, you know, when you randomize things, you go into a dungeon, you're going to have to figure out which one you're in. Mm. And... The thing is, like, that concept of having alternate dungeons, it doesn't really make any sense in any other kind of genre, right? Mm -hmm. It only makes sense if you're doing a randomizer. Mm -hmm. It's almost like a door rando, except locked to only three different arrangements. Or, I mean, or is that that correct? Um, Well, no, I mean, it's it's more like a different dungeon, right? There'll be different setups in there. Uh, I sh- I, you mentioned door rando. I should mention door rando is going to be in the prototype. So that's exciting. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I was kind of wondering about scale because you're talking about one dungeon and I mean, I can definitely understand one dungeon and its items being randomized because you're dealing in, you know, single digits when you're talking about permutations of items and keys and things like that. I would assume how big is the scale of this going to be like once you walk out of a dungeon, is there now randomized overworld and some of the dungeon items can be part of that overworld, uh, you know, pool like like in the ALTTBR we know. How does that work? Yeah, I mean, it works the same as LTTPR. I'm, I'm going to have a nice big overworld. 
several dungeons. I think right now it's nine dungeons mm-hmm. planned out. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, is there, and you know, obviously if there's any of these, you can't answer, just tell us and we'll move on to the next one. But it, do you have anything put together in terms of like story or plot, or are you less concerned about that and more focused on gameplay? So I have lots to tell you about the story and plot. So as you know, it's called Zudia. So this is a combination of the word zoo as in a fun little animal world. Everybody's an animal. Uh, the items, all the items you get are animals. As I said, you get a hen and you get a goose. You also, instead of getting a hook shot, you get a frog that shoots out its tongue. So it's a fun little okay. world. The second part of the name is the Zodiac. So all the dungeons are themed around a Zodiac sign. Oh, cool. So the first dungeon. So, so in the prototype, you'll be entering the Sun Temple, which is based on the star sign Aries. And Aries, if you don't know, is a sheep. So you'll be seeing lots of sheep in the dungeon. <laughs> okay, cool. But part of the concept of the items is that they are also friends and they have their own personalities and they say things to you. All of that is randomized, right? Because you can get them every seed if you want and they'll say different things to you. So I can sort of explore their character over the uh, over the scope of different seats mm-hmm. and things like that. Now, I've heard you say a few times, like, for instance, with the hook shot, how that's a frog. So that's like a, a remapping. Are all of the items going to show up as sort of a reskin in this game? Or are you just using that as kind of a loose example? I'm just using that as a loose example. Um, I did. M- many of the items do have analogs. But I, I mean, one, I did look at all the Zelda games. I did not just look at Link to the mm-hmm. Past. I sure. looked at everything I could. Um. But also, I made a few of my own, just because you know you need some you need some new stuff too. Mm-hmm. Now I understand you're the project lead for this, and you you just said like you know I made X. Um, what what exactly is your involvement in this project? Because it sounds like you're really like in there. Yeah, I mean this this whole thing's sort of my brainchild. I had to pitch this to some X. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, so I'm the creative director. I'm, I'm kind of like directing the scene, but I'm not necessarily like. Managing the studio—that's not really my role. That's all. Okay, gotcha. I, so if and, I can, yeah, go ahead, Dick. I want to like backtrack just a bit. You're talking about the dungeons kind of being by design, uh, with the whole randomization in mind. I was wondering if like maybe the concept you were going to be using is maybe something borrowed from Z1, because I know they kind of use uh, the Great Equalizer, as their community likes to call it, uh, with Dungeon Nine. Or, you know, like the equivalent for A Link to the Past folks, you know, Ganon's Tower, um, that it's randomized in the sense of where to go, where the goal is? Uh, or would that be kind of, would something like that be kind of toggled more under your door randomization option? I would think that would be more under the, the room rando. Okay. I call it room rando in, in the gotcha. game. It's the same thing as door Yeah, rando. okay. That makes sense. Yeah, I, I figured it might be that case. I just wasn't sure, like you said, you know, with different ways to complete dungeons if it was going to be like a persistent thing through each seed like when you're in this dungeon you know the items are obviously randomized where they are you know the keys uh you know the maps or whatever but i wasn't sure if it was going to be like the the exact layouts would be randomized as well yeah i mean that, that would be more under room random okay. um can you i don't know if you can uh, either if you know or if you're allowed to talk about it but can you talk a little bit about the randomization algorithm behind everything like, are you basing it off of what ALTTPR is currently doing? Or is it more of like what ALTTPR will probably be doing with uh, version 32, if that ever comes out? 
or are you thinking of something completely different? So luckily, again, I have access to Discord, so I was able to search through everybody's conversations about these kinds of things. Right. So I did actually find very good explanations of the assumed fill algorithm that ALTVR has. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I did find good explanations of the graph logic kind of yeah. things. So, so yeah, I, I am doing the sort of eventual thing that ALTVR is trying so to do. It's like a graph, graph logic algorithm type deal. Yes. Yeah, I think that's the way to go. For sure, just because of like there's so many conditional things, and you know if you're building it from the ground up, you might as well <laughs> do something a little more advanced <laughs> like this, right? You might as well do it right. Yeah, you know? it's, it's hard to do. Yeah. So you mentioned uh, a Kickstarter. Um, tell us a little bit about the Kickstarter that's planned. So the Kickstarter will be launching on May twentieth, and we're looking for about forty five thousand dollars. We think we can make the game with that. There's numerous stretch goals. Um, let's see, what are those? multi-world, for instance, is a stretch goal. I'm a big fan of multi-world. That's actually mostly how I play. Link to the Past randomizer is multi-world, so mm-hmm. I really want to do multi-world, but it is a stretch goal. Another stretch goal is to try to get uh, the Game Brass to do the soundtrack. Um, oh. I've already talked with them. They are already very interested in the concept. But of course, we do need to hire them. So, no, they ain't cheap. They're they're a professional uh, ensemble, and they need to be paid accordingly. Indeed, yeah. they're they're quite professional. They have very skilled composers and arrangers among them. So, it would be very exciting to get them. Uh, speaking of which, you also mentioned offhand, I believe, that you are a composer, um, and that was how you originally got involved with Simic Entertainment. Are you going to be writing the music for this game? Uh, that's up to the that's up to the Kickstarter. Hopefully, we can get the Game Brass to do it. But uh, in the prototype, you will hear music that is done by me. If you like it, if it's not, if you don't like it, it then wasn't it's done you. by somebody right. else. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I know how that works. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, uh, I, we will. I mean, I would love to put a link to your Kickstarter. Does that exist, or do we have to wait until May twentieth and, and go find it? Uh, I believe we should have a, a link to like the setup page to it that like alerts you to the Kickstarter by Wednesday or whenever this releases. <laughs> okay. So okay. So it, so you know, check the episode description here if you're interested in this. Uh, hopefully, we'll have a link for you. If not, sounds like you could probably Google. You know, go to Kickstarter and search Zodia, Z O O D I A. I'm sure you can find it that way too. Yeah. Great. Uh, well, Michael, is there anything else that you'd like to shout out here? I know you have a YouTube channel. Um, you know, like I said, you write music. Uh, some of that is on your YouTube. Uh, I did find also a website which that we, you know, we can link in the description. Was there anything else that you wanted to plug uh, while you're here on the show? Um, probably mostly just the presentation because I think that uh, people should check out the Rise of the Randomizer. I think it went very, very well. Um, but other than that, I don't think we need to shout out anything else. Um, oh, I should say, one of the backer rewards for Kickstarter, we're going to try to do it so you can name a seed. So, you know, you can input your seed into the, the randomizer if you want. So you could, you know, input your number and it would show up with your name or whatever you want to put there as like your seed. So we're, we're trying to, we're trying to put that in the game as well. Oh, so that's fun. Okay. And that, you know, someone can get a reputation for being an absolute stinker if their seat is bad. <laughs> awesome. 
Great. Well, uh, I am Michael Rose. Thank you so much for joining us on the show. Really interesting stuff. Like I said, we'll have links in the description to everything that we've talked about here. And uh, we wish you all the best of luck. And we look forward to uh, playing this this uh, early build on May 20th. All right. Thank you for having me. This has been wonderful. Very interesting stuff. We've talked a lot about what an actual ALTTPR game from a developer would look like. And to my knowledge, I think this is the furthest along that a project has ever come to actually bringing that to fruition. So really yeah. excited to, to check out the, the prototype when it, when it comes out. I, I think the only thing that I can like think of off the top of my head, I think this is also what I always bring up is like the bloodstained uh, game that mm-hmm. had a randomizer patched in. It, right. I assume they sort of built it with that in mind in a way, but it's still not, you know, the same as saying, all right, we're building a game from the ground up with randomization in mind. I'm yeah, I'm curious to see what's what's gonna happen with this. I'll definitely yeah. play it for sure, like the demo to Absolutely. check it out. For sure, definitely. And like I said, we'll put links in, in the description, whatever we're able to. So uh check back for more info. And again, thanks to Michael Rose for joining us and and being so open to talk about this project. All right, let's get into some news. This is not exactly ALTTPR related, but it is related to one of the hosts of this podcast, which is ALTTPR related. Dancy, how did the No Kids Hungry Marathon go? Uh, It went good. It went very well. Uh, I guess that's the grammatically correct way to say it. But uh, had a good time, uh, played a lot of good songs, uh, got a few good scores. We had a couple of stream issues at one point. Um, I thought it was me, but uh, SG's PC blue screened in the middle of like the second song. Oh no. And it was really funny because it's an easier song like for me, but I hundreded it. And then when the stream comes back, you see the hundred on the screen and I'm like, all right, we're going to play the song again just because you guys don't believe, probably aren't going to believe that I got the actual hundred. <laughs> and then I played it again and got a hundred again, which I thought was really Whoa. cool. Nice. Um, so I set a challenge That's awesome. to, to summarize this real quickly. I set a challenge for myself that anything I didn't get a six star on, which is like a nine, nine, seven, two, five out of a hundred thousand. So, you know, like mm-hmm. 250 points off. Uh, I said, all right, any song I don't do that on is a $5 donation from me and we'll tally them up. And then we got to one of my favorite songs, How We Win by Fowler. And I was like, if I don't get 100 on this, then it's instantly $50. And I got one on it, so I did not get the 100. So I got like mm-hmm. a 99997 or something. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it, the best of both worlds. You proved yeah. your mastery and you also gave yourself an opportunity to give to charity. Exactly. And uh, mm-hmm. nice. So at the end of the day, I personally donated about 100 bucks uh, just from my screw ups and uh <laughs> Then some other people were matching me or just were trying to help make the incentives go in. And I think throughout like Step Maniacs as a whole, we'll say like some people matching it like a day later because they found out like they told me they'd match it but couldn't watch live. And I want to say we were able like the like people that are friends with me or the community were able to donate about like four hundred dollars just through that. So I'm like, it kind of makes me feel good just because like, yeah. I didn't do all that, but I feel like I had a part in facilitating a little bit, you know, so it's like, yeah, I don't know. It's it's a you inspired it. It's kind of a fuzzy feeling. I think you definitely (laughs) had not only a part, you were the reason for it to be facilitated, because without you, your friends probably wouldn't have watched and maybe wouldn't have donated. Right. I think 
Without sure. you, this wouldn't have happened. So you should give yourself a little more credit than that. Yeah, it's just yeah. it's hard to say. You, it's hard for me to want to take credit for saying yeah, I made I this know. happen. Like when <laughs> people are donating their like IRL real life dollars, you know, mm-hmm. like uh, that's that's a little different. But, but there's yeah. definitely a little bit of a line to walk. But yeah, it, what you did was should not be overlooked. Yeah, right. I'm, I'm, I'm glad that they got some stuff in. Uh, I'm glad that, like, when I donated my money, like, some of the donation incentives for other games, like, were really low. And I'm like, make it happen. I want to see Colin McRae's Rally <laughs> Challenge, like, on Saturday morning because I'll be awake. And it was a, it was a good watch. I, I, I watched that while eating breakfast. Uh, nice. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> good stuff. Awesome. Well, we will uh, put a link to that in the description. So if you didn't get a chance to see it live, you can watch the VOD. And uh, yeah, congrats again, Dante. Sounds like it was wildly successful. It was a good time. Nice. Hell yeah. All right. So moving on to some actual ALTTPR news, we, of course, have the main tournament underway as well as the Challenge Cup. Per our current policy, uh, we're not necessarily (laughs) going to stringently cover every single tournament in depth as it's happening. And that kind of includes the main tournament and challenge cup to a certain extent. We will come back and let you know some of the highlights here and there, especially once we get into brackets. But for now, you know, we'll let groups do groups and, uh, you know, come, come back to you when the, the field is thinned out a little bit. Um, what we will do though, since we do have this data is we just want to shout out some of the folks who have thus far gone undefeated in their main tournament groups. So Dante, you compiled that info. Why don't you share that with our listeners? Uh, and this is current of the challenge. We'll say, uh, as of the recording on Monday, May the 8th. So something could have changed. Uh, but we have two people so far at six and zero: uh, Sailor Nip and Matt seven eight nine eight. At five and zero, standing alone right now, we have Tito's two eight eight. And then we have a lot of folks at four and zero. This is kind of where we're, we're stopping it because if you're one zero two zero, you know you still got a good ways to go. Uh, I guess that rhymed, but you know. Uh, and so <laughs> you did it again. At four and zero, we have Structural Mike, Bread Coon, Raylan Tankier, Someone three two five. Spleeby and Ganon's Gone Wild. So we do have quite a few folks left that are undefeated. And um, I, I know Humbug did drop a game. Uh, I think he's finishing five and one. I want to mention him just because he was that one seed. So we will mm-hmm. have a new one seed per se uh, whenever all groups, you know, finalize at the end of, I think, this week. Mm hmm. Good stuff. Yeah. I also wanted to say for those who are listening, if they're if you are watching the main tournament or Challenge Cup and you see a race that is particularly exciting or interesting because of the people playing or anything like that. We've done this in the past. Feel free to share it in our discord in the podcast channel or we have a main tournament channel as well, I think. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yes, we do. So you can share it in either one of those. And we I think that's just a kind of a cool place to be able to say, you know, if you are looking for good races and we know there's a lot going on, but like there was something with as few spoilers as possible. Interesting about this one. If you're going to watch a race, maybe watch watch this one here. So I uh, would encourage folks to share those with us in our Discord, and we will in turn share them with the community via this podcast. So um, cool. Well, good stuff. Let's uh, move on to our next item here. So uh, Synac put out an announcement not too long ago for folks that are going to be attending SGDQ. That, of course, is uh, 
Summer Games Done Quick, a speedrunning marathon for charity. Been going on for about 10 years now, I think. Uh, this particular iteration is going to be... Uh, it is Sunday, May the 28th through Sunday, June 4th. That is that is the full event. But right. Synex thing, anyway, continue. So yes, on June 2nd, Synex is coordinating an ALTTPR group event. And I just wanted to bring this because I thought it was kind of funny. He's going to be hosting an ALTTPR bingo, but not just normal bingo, but actual normal bingo. That's mm-hmm. what the announcement said. I think there's maybe a typo in there. No, I think what he's tr- no, I get it. he's saying he's tr- we're not playing like bingo with the bingo cards. We're playing actual bingo like the old grannies at the bingo hall. So, right. So there that's is my a, understanding of how it's actually happening. But right. Yeah, Dante, go ahead. There's a way to race a link to the past randomizer and other games and vanilla games, too, that are bingo related. So with like randomized bingo options, like to get your square, like and to make bingo or fill the whole card out anyway. But it sounds like he's making this where we're taking bingo, but changing the rando bingo to be old people bingo. And we all get to yell bingo and. I, I, I'm still doing the O thing, so please stop me. Bingo bongo. <laughs> the word bingo has lost all meaning to me. Right. So there's the normal bingo you play sometimes with video games where different accomplishments in the game are right. squares. And you're trying to accomplish those things so that you can X out that particular square on your bingo sheet and then make bingo, you know, across, diagonal, over, whatever, blackout, however you want to play. Uh, so... This is actual bingo where a number is called or instead of a number, I guess that would be the thing that you achieve is called out. And then the first person to do that then gets that square. No, I I think we should just read the announcement because I think he's made it pretty clear in the whole thing. It's not clear to me, but I will read the announcement. We have created a set of games where bingo balls have been placed in the item pool and someone will be drawing the numbers. We will have some small prizes, TBD, but it's really just going to be for fun. So, yeah, I still don't don't understand. Okay, you go ahead. There's going to be balls, all right? Not blue balls, but number balls, all right? And when you open an item chest, this is my assumption, the balls come out, and then it puts a text box showing you the number, and then you got a bingo card with your numbers and all the little grid, and that everyone can take their ball on the screen and look at their card and mark that number off because they got it. So in other words, instead of having, you know, someone boring uh, like me up there being like they can actually go in and use the game like watching a rando seed and see the numbers come up. That's my assumption. So there's just going to be one person playing. No. That's interesting because my interpretation is quite different from yours. All right, <laughs> okay, go for see, it. I'm feeling way right. more vindicated so, all of a sudden. Irv, all right, you tell see. us about your bingo. Okay, so he says uh, they have created a set of games where the bingo balls have been placed and someone will be drawing the numbers. So my guess is you will be doing what Dante just explained. You'll play your seat. A number of people will be playing their seats. They'll find bingo balls with numbers in their seats. And someone will pull bingo balls like in the bingo halls. And you compare the numbers that you find in your seed with the bingo balls that are being pulled. And if you get a bingo out of that, because you have five numbers of whatever the people are pulling in front, then you win. Okay. Because why else would someone be pulling numbers along with you playing the seed? That would make no sense. But in yours, how do you know what your bingo card looks like? 
There's well, probably you might not need a cards. bingo card. It might just be the number of balls that you need to get correct, right? So a normal bingo is, on a bingo card is like five across or five diagonal or whatever. So maybe they'll say, all right, if you match with five numbers that we're pulling from the normal bingo station, then you've got a bingo. Which would ignore the across diagonal. Right, it would ignore the card aspect of the game. It would just make it a numbers game. I, I don't, you know, that's kind of sort of my interpretation. Maybe we should ask Sending about this Here's again. It's interesting. Hashtag podcast. Sinek's <laughs> probably going to listen and say, God, you guys suck. And then yeah, he's going to put the, like, 100%. the actual gonna, answer in the podcast channel. I hope Sinek so. Sinek yeah, has a history of literally, like, he'll use the time codes to skip to something like a festive or like something he's mm-hmm. particularly worked on. And as soon as the episode is posted, go listen to it and comment on it in the podcast channel. And I only know that because, like, I would post an episode and then 10 minutes later, there'd be a comment on something that's 40 minutes into the episode. <laughs> I'm like, how did you do that? But I, I mean, I think it's what listening I just said, on so. 10x. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, Sinak, go ahead and just let us know what it is. Make if sure you, you could just time explain it this. as if <laughs> I was a child. Thing. I absolutely will. Uh, yeah, explain it like I'm a, a, a kid uh, because I essentially am intellectually. Hi, so. <laughs> yeah, also shout out to Snack. This sounds really cool. I mean, I wanted to talk about it. Either way, I mean, I love the creativity of it. Yeah. It sounds super uh, fun. I would definitely do it if I was going to be there. Yeah, interactive it's also like a things, ton of fun. Interactive things like this, like the one GDQ I went to, you know, with the, the 3v3, like cross keys thing uh, that was team based. I thought it was like super awesome. So, you know, doing this, something, any, anything to like mix it up and have just a good time with some friends, I think is a good time. Mm hmm. Absolutely. Oh, and uh, while we're talking about this, it's not really related, but it's a good chance to slip this in for me, I guess. I don't want to get everyone too extremely hyped up yet, but uh, it looks like Giraffe is back on the menu for SGL. Let's go. Yeah. yeah, I was starting to sweat there. You were you kept saying like, oh, I don't know, guys, I don't think I'm going to be able to go this. Time. And I'm just like. <laughs> That's not possible. There's there's not a reality where you're not there. It, it doesn't make happen. sense. It would have made me extremely sad because I've been, you know, not that there's been a ton of them yet, but I've been at every SGL so far, and I would like that streak to continue if at all possible. And it did look a little bit dicey there, and uh, I will reveal everything once everything is set in stone, but let's just say uh, it's, it's looking pretty good right now. Are you ready? All right. GMP community updates. All right. So registration is now officially open for the 2023 mentor tournament that opened up uh, last Monday and it is going until the end of the day on Friday, June 2nd. So we have a nice long registration period for this one. Uh, But that being said, we've already had quite a few people sign up both as racers and mentors and also volunteers. I will say uh, the current balance is skewing a little bit towards the racers. So I do want to put it out there. If you are planning on signing up for the mentor tournament as a mentor, we would love to see your registration in now just so we have a better idea of the numbers. Of course, you have until June 2nd. And actually, mentors can register even beyond June 2nd. We've never put a cap on when mentors can register because it doesn't really matter one way or the other. We we could use your help if, if you're willing. Uh, but 
yeah, I would say on the, you know, both numbers look good, but could use some more mentors. So consider this kind of an open invitation to you if you've been considering signing up. No, uh, I just noticed it looks like June 2nd is going to be a very important day for Rando this year. <laughs> oh, right. We were just saying June 2nd a bunch of times yeah, because of the, uh, yeah, the STDQ thing. Cool. All right. Um, so, yeah, get your registration in, make sure it's in, and then go play some ALT TPR bingo yep. in that order. Sounds good to okay. me. Yep. Uh, so we are going to have our two asyncs that's coming back. Uh, they're going to be posted the week before registration closes and stay open one week after registration has closed. Uh, and what we did decide, this is a bit of an update. We are going to have two different modes for those asyncs. We're going to do one standard assured, and then the second one is going to be open. That way we're covering two of the modes that are going to be played during the tournament to give you a little, you know, to give us a little bit more of a realistic sense of, you know, the exact modes uh, and, and getting times for those. So a little bit of an announcement, not a huge one, but I did want to clarify that since we actually did have someone ask in our Discord what those were going to be. So that's the answer to that. And uh, that's about it for the update. We've got the registration open. We'll obviously have a link to that in the description and uh, look forward to seeing your name on that list, whether you're a racer, mentor or volunteer. Uh, Dancy, we didn't specifically talk about this one before, before, like ahead of time. Do yeah. you? Do, should we go ahead and announce it? Is it I mean, time? We can. We may. We may like talk over each other and have some misinformation, right? Because I'm not sure. <laughs> uh, so we're we're gonna preface this with the so far we haven't come to an, a full agreeance on absolutely everything, but we kind of have an agreeance on the baseline of this. So uh, I. I came to tip with the idea of doing the spoiler log episodes and uh, you know, you guys seem to enjoy those. I was having fun doing them at the time we were talking about, we were hearing, you know, two sixteens coming back for four episodes and then it's out. So we decided to get the ball rolling and I was like, what if we rebranded and made uh, like, I, I forgot what I called it, but tip came up with a better idea of go mode productions. So GMP uh, and then we kind of just make it like, I don't know, an umbrella, if you will. And then we, a network, a network that there you go. Uh, mm-hmm. Umbrella, not, more so for companies, I guess. We're not like an actual company. <laughs> but uh, like one, uh, you remember those old YouTube content creator networks that just skimmed like 30 percent off the top and screwed everyone. Yeah. Over? We're going to be like that, basically. Perfect. I can't wait for you guys to skim 30 percent of zero. <laughs> um but yeah, so we're going to kind of start that, you know, I guess this show would be technically under that umbrella at the head uh, or whatever under the, what did you call it? Network? The uh, flagship. Yeah, this, flagship. this will be the flagship program Perfect. of the Go Mode Productions <laughs> Perfect Jesus network. Christ. The GMP yeah. under GMP. I love it. I'm reminded right. of yeah, so every work meeting I've ever uh, said. <laughs> <in>. <laughs> Look, acronyms are just, they're, they're, they're uh, a normal occurrence of daily life. They're going to happen. And we just have to all get used to them. Uh, so yeah, you had promote, you had proposed go mode media and that makes perfect sense. But then it, the initials were GMM, which are the initials of a, a hugely popular show called good mythical morning on YouTube. And I, our SEO would be absolutely <laughs> obliterated. So I like the idea of being able to keep GMP as a snappy kind of identifier for now. It will be not just this podcast, but also spoiler log, which will be part of go mode productions. Now, what does this mean for this show? 
absolutely nothing. This show will continue to go on once every other week, just as it has. No format changes or anything like that. The main difference is that Spoiler Log will now have its own RSS feed. So as soon as we have that set up, we will link you to that and then uh, probably do an announcement in our Discord and all yeah. those other things. It'll, it might even have its own server. I don't know. We haven't got that far. No, I, I, I don't um, want to manage a server. Let's just let's just <laughs> let's keep it under GMP here if you're OK with that. Like uh, we might have to rename that one or something. Yeah, Who knows? Yeah. Either way, we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll iron out the back end details. But as long as you guys are enjoying it, we'll keep doing it. I know 216 is going to be continuing. Um, and, you know, just to say up front, like, I don't want to steal any thunder from that. I kind of want to I honestly want to make sure that we try to make sure we're not doubling up guests. You know, if we decide to interview tournament winners like something timely, uh, we had, you know, the double up last year with Obscure Lifeform when he won the main tournament. So something like that may happen, but I'm going to do my best, I guess, to say, like, I'm not going to intentionally try. I'm not trying to poach his guests. You know, I would assume fear is not going to try and poach our guests if he knows they're here. But if you don't know, then it's also kind of up in the air. Like you can't really predict things like that. And hey, maybe you guys like somebody so much you want to hear twice. So that's that's also on the table as well. That's kind of what I was thinking is if there is, you know, a guest that is doubled up. I mean, you've listened to every 216 episode, Dante. So I would imagine, you know, you'll steer the conversation towards a different topic. And, yeah. you know, like one of the things you've commented on is, you know, it, like even in our some of our interviews, we'll have the interview. It's interesting. It's about ALTTPR. Near the very end of the interview, you get on to something non-ALTTPR related. And that's what's really interesting because it's something that none of us knows about, you know, and it's like, oh, well, the interview's over now. Wish I could have heard more of that. This also isn't a way to get more of that and say, okay, well, let's just have you on for spoiler log and pick up the conversation where that one left off, you know? Yeah. And I mean, I I, want to leave it like, you know, sometimes I may say, well, let's let's get somebody back, you know, and I I really don't know how often we'll have these. I I don't have a release schedule. Like that's kind of going to be the thing. I do have another episode recorded. I don't have it fully edited. I still have to do that. Um, but I'll, I'll say that we do have another guest already lined up. So when we're ready to push everything, that's when that episode will come out. I'm tip may cut me here. I'm, I'm hoping for next week, but if we don't have the time to get things lined up, then, you know, it may be a little bit after that, but we want to, we want to make sure you guys get your content filled that for those who are really <laughs> enjoying these, cause I, I enjoy them. I I'm looking forward to, to more two sixteen. I always listen back to the, the, the stuff the three of us do. Um, but I will say I don't listen to my own spoiler logs just because like I listen to them again when I'm editing them. So it's, right. it's really hard for me to budget the time to listen to myself drawn on, uh, with folks. But, uh, but yeah, makes sense. It, I'm, yeah. I'm excited for it and I hope you guys are too. Yeah. So to summarize, uh, go mode podcast still around a spoiler log, new RSS feed, go mode productions, you might see kind of a new logo, maybe a rebranding of our Discord um, and just some slight changes. But this show's not going anywhere. You're getting a new show and maybe there'll be other shows in the future. So stay tuned for that. Who knows? All right. Biweekly Seed. So we had the April Fool's Festive from last time. We snuck it on in there. Uh, let's let's see how many people played this one. When I checked, it was not a lot. Not a lot. <laughs> uh, yeah, there. I see two there. So. Oh, well, that's not a lot. Yep, I think that yeah. counts as not a lot. I, I think we need to course correct to something a little more uh, uh, approachable. 
All right. What do you guys think? So, Open seven seven. <laughs> I'm kidding. So I, mean, I just because I think it came up somewhere on the ladder today, or maybe not ladder. Where did I read about this? I forgot where I read about it. I don't think it was the ladder. Whatever, where, wherever it may have been. But what do you guys think of a Ganon Hunt seed? Ganon uh, Hunt. Yes. So Ganon Hunt is uh, the way. Uh, collect X out of Y Triforce pieces, and then instead of going to the little new NPC at Hyrule Castle, you have to defeat Ganon. So you finish your seed like you would a normal seed, but before you can do that, you have to find X out of Y Triforce pieces, which we can decide on whatever a good number is. I'm I'm okay with that. Did we do one of those recently? I feel like we might have. Just as I was saying it, I feel like I, I had in my head, I was like, wait, maybe we did that not too long ago. Well, luckily, yeah, thanks to McMonkey, we have a bot where we could probably... Yeah, I was just trying this. to f- figure out how to work the bot to see the history. <laughs> I can good. see everything I've added, but it doesn't tell me the mode, like, you know, quickly and easily. Yeah. Let's see. Um. Yeah, I feel like if if we didn't specifically do a Ganon Hunt, we at least did a mode where Ganon Hunt was a part of it. Like maybe Shadow Rush like was ended in a Ganon yeah, Hunt or something, something like that. Like that. Yeah. I, I, Shadow Rush is just turn it in. I, okay, uh, so not Shadow Rush, but something like that, you know? It, it, it sounds like vaguely familiar. Yeah, as, as you were saying, uh, just as I was saying it, it kind of came into my head where I was like, well, maybe we did that Episode already. 121, we did Ganon Hunt. All right, so that was only four episodes ago. I, I think that's a little early for a yeah. repeat, right? Let's just look. Let's okay. just bread and butter. I like open that open. seven seven. Yeah. All right. Sounds good. Let's to open me. it up to everyone with an open seven seven. Okay. Sweet. Okay. That settles it. All right. Let's wrap it up. All right. Uh, so you can watch us on Twitch and YouTube. Uh, you know, we're Go Mode Podcast on those. Uh, we're on Twitter. Uh, can, we're can at, I, can we have I a do website, this? which is gomodepodcast.com. I, I feel like there's one more way to get in touch with us that I'm forgetting. Can you guys I remember? wonder what it is. Right. I, I can't think of it. Our email is... Oh, that's what it was. Gomodepodcast at gmail.com That's right. And make sure that you put on your uh, uh, low voice uh caps lock that you have on your keyboard when you type that in or else (laughs) it won't come to us with the echo and everything yeah right you gotta have the echo or else it's not gonna make make its way to us um if you're enjoying the show you can leave us a review on spotify or itunes or wherever you listen to podcasts uh also we have a patreon huge shout out to those who uh support us financially we really appreciate you um Let's do shout outs. Who would like to go first? I've I've got one. And Ooh, all right. The rule the rule here for the three of us is we can't shout out Tears of the Kingdom and how excited we are for it, okay? <laughs> uh, okay, let me think. All right. So, my shout out, if you guys have Amazon Prime, uh I've never used their Prime gaming stuff, but apparently you can get free games uh through Amazon Prime gaming and this month the beloved classic uh, Star Wars Rogue Squadron from the N64 days uh, on PC is available for free. And I've been playing the bejesus out of it, trying to get the gold medals on all the, the levels yet again. And I forgot how bad yet good the game is. It surprisingly is standing up well to time. Um, I mean, maybe it's because it's an actual PC port. But like 
it plays better than I kind of thought it would. I was like, all right, I'm glad I'm getting this for free because I'm probably going to be real mad real fast. Uh, What's the genre of Rogue Squadron? Is that the it's the the the, shooter one? Like, okay, where you're in a plane, right? The X wing, yes, like dogfights. Yeah, right, right. There's (laughs) missions. Plane, oh man, plane. I know, I I know that's not right, but I had to. I was trying to think. But yeah, there's like uh, you know missions you do and you figure um, you know you figure things out that way. Uh, Mm -hmm. And there's like the sub goals and stuff to get the medals. Like there's the bronze, silver, and gold. But uh, but yeah, I've been I've been having a good time playing it. The, the, I'm going to tell you like one big thing. All right. If you get this. All right. Just, just listen real close. All right. Do not upgrade the resolution in the game. It makes it abysmal. And I'm going to tell you why it makes it abysmal. Uh, and maybe if you find a way to work around this, then you can tell me and then I'll enjoy my time better. But if you upgrade the resolution from 640 by 480 to anything higher, it stays at 640 by 480 during the menus and then when the game loads the whole thing because i play it full screen like lags around all my monitors and then the game boots up and you're like three seconds already into the level because it's like trying to catch up and then when it (laughs) finishes or you game over it like glitches out again and goes back to the 640 by 480 so i was like screw it we're staying at 640 by 480 so it plays good uh, that's that's been my experience, but I, I've been playing some games doing that, and um, it's been a whole lot of fun. <laughs> nice. I love going back to 64 games. I've been doing that a lot, too. Um, Herf, you got anything? Uh, I've been thinking. I mean, I talked about Persona 3 Portable and the horrible port it got on Steam a while ago, and I showed you guys, like... A comparison video between like where I showed you a scene between like the visual novel style of the portable version and how it normally plays out. So I've played the ROM hack version of the original PS2 game that lets you control your party members individually and also has the original Japanese voices just because I'm weird like that. Mm. Uh, And I just finished uh, finished it yesterday. Uh, for like the 400th time it feels like uh, <laughs> great game I mean I love it I wouldn't keep playing it if I didn't like it that much um, but other than that I'm just waiting for the games to come out so to speak like right now I'm in a little bit of a drought to be honest I know you want yeah. to say Tears of the Kingdom <laughs> yeah sort of you know I'm surprisingly not as hyped as I should be I feel like but I'm definitely looking forward to it it, w- it would be a lie to say I'm not looking forward to it but I'm not like excited to get my grubby little fingers on it finally <laughs> yeah I've kind of been the same way where it's like I'll think of a date in the future and I'm like oh Tears of the Kingdom will have been out by then and I'll probably be playing it a lot but mm-hmm. I'm not like counting the days to Friday you know right. so I'm excited but I'm not like giddy I don't know yeah, yeah it's yeah. So, uh, but as Dante said, we're not allowed to use that. Um, I'm going to shout out a TV show that I just started watching about six episodes in called Yellow Jackets. That is a Showtime exclusive. Only reason I'm even able to watch this is because I paid for a month of Showtime so I could watch everything everywhere all at once with my wife. <laughs> nice. uh, it was like the easiest, like cheapest way I could find to do so. <laughs> and wouldn't you know it, I still have the Showtime subscription, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so I'm taking advantage of the fact that I have that and watching the one show that was highly recommended from that platform. Um, it's about it, it takes place 
there's two timelines. One is in the 90s and one is like today-ish, 2021. And it's about a plane of a high school girls soccer team that crashes in the wilderness and like what they do to survive. Um, it's really cool. It's really rooted in like that 90s kind of grunge sort of feel. Um, it's really well acted, really well written, kind of uh, nasty sometimes. It's sort of gory, uh, but it's been really interesting. I found myself thinking about it a lot. The theme song is an absolute banger. Uh, and yeah, that's Yellow Jackets on Showtime. It's, it's a good show. So that is the end of this episode. Thank you all so much for listening. Uh, we will be back in two weeks at the very least, maybe even next week with the brand new spoiler log podcast. So be on the lookout for that. On behalf of my co-host, I've been Timp. Let's go ahead and mirror out. <laughs>